Play analysis, Devin Nash be on the mic, so you know it's hella lit. Better plug your headphones in on Apple Podcasts, and we up on Spotify. Ooh, on Anchor too, no parachute, we so fly. We talking sports and music, what's the newest in that culture? Better stream, yeah, you better tune in. It ain't gonna cost ya. We talking sports and music, what's the newest? Got exclusives, yeah, we do this play by play. Follow the page, eh? If you don't know, don't worry about it. And what is going on, everybody? It's another edition of the Play-By-Play Analysis Podcast. It's your boy, Devin Nash, PSK Play-By-Play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. And much like Will Smith, I'm here to kick ass and take names later. And so, I got two new guests in the building. Old new guests in the building. You know, it's been a minute. My boys, you know, Cardo, Brendan, what's going on, bros? Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's up? You know, you know. So yeah, like I said, it's been a minute. We we got a lot to talk about. You know, I I I, I thought I was gonna ignore Will Smith, but obviously, you know, much like much much like like much like him, I have the time today. You know, so yeah. I mean, all I'm gonna say on that is that Chris Rock is a better man than me because I'd have been bringing up August Alcina. I'd have been bringing up Tupac. I mean, it, it'd have been all type of stuff going on. That's all I'm gonna say on that. Though. You know, he they, they wild for that. They they wild, you know. And the other thing, Alec Baldwin got no business talking about nothing. He shot a woman on set. He he don't need to be talking right now. <laughs> talking about his compared to the Jerry Springer show. Well, you know, I I would rather it be Jerry Springer than an episode of Terminator, but that's just me. You know, so <laughs> you know, but here we are. But anyway, on to more important stuff. Um we have a final four in set, y'all. You know, we, we have our final four in place in the both men's and women's tournaments, but more specifically men at the moment. Um, Duke somehow d- exceeded all my expectations and won their game. And the fact that, I don't know if y'all know this, but it's kind of crazy to me that North Carolina and Duke have never met in the... NCAA tournament, their first meeting in the NCAA double ah damn, that's twisting me up. Their first meeting in the NCAA tournament is in the Final Four. In in their schools, both their schools' history. Like that's just wild stuff to talk about, you know. Hubert Davis, black man doing amazing things out here, going up against the establishment and, and Coach K. And then on the flip side, we have Villanova and Jay Wright, who's quietly become one of the best coaches. In all of college basketball, up against Kansas, who is another perennial Elite Eight exit, is now in the Final Four. So, gentlemen, what are our thoughts, first of all, on Duke and North Carolina? First of all, shout out to North Carolina, the North Carolina Tar Heels fan. So, I'm happy that we are in the Final Four this year. I see that expectation. Um, as far as as far as Duke, I figured Duke was going to be there. Case last year, I knew he wasn't going to go out sad again because um, we shut him out sad in his, in his farewell game. But uh, <laughs> oh, that was that was lovely. That was so lovely. <laughs> We're going. So I, I figured he would. I figured he would go to the final four. Um, now the the fact that they never played each other in the tournament, I knew that, but it's it is shocking considering two powerhouse schools from like you know they call them blue bloods or whatever, but. Two schools who have histories of winning consistently, and for them to never have meet in in the finals is definitely some in the tournament rather is shocking. Right, right, but I think that speaks to just how unpredictable the tournament is. At least until you know, final four gets here, and then we end up with all the powerhouses again. But before that, exactly. it's pretty unpredictable. You know, so that just speaks to that. But yeah. You know, um, I, I I did maybe seventy something brackets. Only one of them did I really have Duke <laughs> advancing all the God, way to the championship. Really? Yeah, it's it's a it's a you know it's a guilty pleasure I have. You know, no, it's a guilty pleasure I have. You know, some people yeah. are out here gambling. At least I'm just filling out brackets. Yeah, 
you know, people to come to my job. Right, people out here doing drugs. All I'm doing is getting brackets. And I just can't stop filling out brackets. Hey, bro, you got some of that there. Uh, uh, you got I some of that. Uh, you know, there's nothing like the rush. Nothing like the rush of doing a bracket. Even more so, the rush of all of them going burning to hell. You know that that's yeah, that's the rush like I get right there. Science is terrible. You know, there's Scientology and then there's bracketology. You know, so there's no way to predict it. None. I figured at first I used to be the person that tried to guess all the upsets and all that good stuff, but now it's like I might as well just pick. I'm better off just getting the final four right because there's no way to predict all these upsets. None, none. You know, they said there was no brackets left after the Sweet 16. None in the country. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, Peter's everybody's you know, shout out to St. Peter's. I got, I got to give them some love because seriously, though, like that was a crazy run. Like I was wondering who the team, the team would be this year because there's always that one team, like that one year when Loyola Chicago just tore everybody brackets up. I was wondering who that. I thought Loyola would do it again this year, but it turned out to be. St. Peter's, you know, shout out to those boys and everything they did. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's kind of unfortunate that two black coaches had to go up against each other. The last two left in the tournament had to go up against each other. I don't know how that worked. NCAA be playing chess while we're playing checkers. NCAA be playing chess while we're playing checkers, you know, at this point, you know. Um, you know, NCAA stand for... You know, NCAA stand for nigger coaches aren't allowed, so... Um, you know, so I mean, look at the look at the numbers, look at the the look at the graphics. <laughs> you know, like less than, especially at the football level, ain't no ain't no. It's like less than one percent black coaches or something, something crazy like that. Uh, but yeah, you know, I'm a I'm a trademark that. Did you see the update to the Rooney Rule? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're gonna get into that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't even I might trademark that. Nigger coaches aren't allowed. I'm gonna put that on a shirt. You gotta put the dashes though. Ne- sorry, the dashes sorry, sorry, sorry. Negro coaches aren't allowed. Oh man, <laughs> more, more politically correct. Star, 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 star. More, more politically okay. correct. Yeah, that's more politically right. correct. No, you gotta say, uh, nah, never mind. I'm not gonna go there. Um, <laughs> no, we're not. I think I know where you were going. I think I know where you were going. But yeah, you know. You said what? I have a. I said guys I have a bone to pick with Jay Wright. Uh oh. What happened? Did y'all hear the shady comment he made about how the DMV is only good for basketball? Ooh. I didn't. But considering all his recruits are from there. No, what he said. What did, what did he say? That's what all his he, he didn't exactly say it verbatim how I just said it, but pretty much. He made a comment when they asked him why he recruits so heavy in the DMV. And the way his comment sounded, it was almost like he was saying, well, the DMV is only good and only known for basketball. And a lot of, I can't speak for D.C. and Virginia, but a lot of Maryland people were offended because they're like, shoot. Mm-hmm. We're not just known for basketball, big dog. There's a lot of D1 talent all over the country in multiple sports. Shoot, the girl that made the game tie in three to send the UConn NC State game to overtime last night was from Maryland. I think she went to Eleanor Roosevelt, so she's product of PG County. You talking about AZ uh, Fudd? Uh, I heard I did not dedicate her name to memory. From um, UConn, right? No, from NC State. The girl that made the Whoa, game tie in the corner. Oh, I didn't know she was from the game. The overtime. I didn't know she was from Maryland. Oh wow! I was thinking of UConn got a lot of American Maryland players, and I yeah. believe she either went to Eleanor Roosevelt or Oxon Hill, but I forgot which one. I'm putting my money on Roosevelt, but I may be wrong. And uh, I remember it was Hill. You know, Sidwell friends, Sidwell friends, um, just had the number one team in America. One of their best players just committed to UCLA, so she's okay. going out there. And you know, side note, you know Gino Ariyama apparently was recruiting one of our cousins pretty heavily back in the day. Oh, that's what's up. So Aaron Michael's mom, Natasha Adair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
who just got hired as Arizona State's new women's basketball coach. There, I was checking her bio out today, and she um, she got recruited by Gino pretty heavily. You know. Forgot how long he been at UConn. Thirty-seven years. Forty fourteen consecutive Final Fours now. You know, so it say uh it say uh he um and then when he got to UConn, they were still using stones. Right. <laughs> now they stoning people. Such a thing as, uh, for me being boards and computers and T V screens, they you know were the flesh stones with it. We talk about and your chipper. We talk about Coach K. I wonder when Gino is going to call it enough because he's talking after the game like, I don't know how many of these I got left. So you wonder when his little farewell tour is going to be. I think he's trying to pass, um, what's her name? Um, Pat Summit. Yeah, I think he's trying to catch up to her before he go out. He passed her already. If you think about that. He passed her already. The only one he's got left is. How much Pat got? I can't remember, but they put the stat up today. The only the only person in front of him in terms of wins is Tara Vanderveer, and she's currently at Stanford right now. Who they who they who they play next weekend? I think he's trying to count her. Oh, okay, I can see that because I was gonna say he already got the most nags of Well, you know Don Staley getting that ring this year, so it don't matter. Nah, but Don Staley, um. And this is no knock on her because she is the epitome of greatness. Like, no joke. But, you know, before she got to South Carolina, they had just started all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the the unique thing about Don Staley, of course, the black excellence, shout out to that. But, and y'all correct me if I'm wrong, she's like, the championship way has been her as a player and as a coach. And that one year she was coaching uh, a college team while playing in the WNBA. Like, oh, that's oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and didn't she win championships in the WNBA too? I don't know, but she was on the 96 Dream Team for the Women's Basketball Olympics. So. Yeah, she's great. She is greatness. Like she knows nothing except winning. And she be looking out. She be looking out for uh, other black coaches too, which is really great. She's not one of people that forget where she came from. You know, so that's cool. But you know, so it's, I, I think she getting that ring this year though. I, the streets need you, kind of South Carolina. <laughs> but but South Carolina Louisville rematch. No, they lost to Kentucky. Oh, yeah. They're playing now, though. No, they play Friday. Oh, yeah, Friday, yeah. In Louisville, South Carolina, and then UConn, Stanford, so. Yeah. I don't see either of these teams, because Stanford got lucky last year. Got South Carolina lost on that fluke miss. Mm-hmm. No one is beating South Carolina. South Carolina has the defense, and no one is stopping their center. Like, Aaliyah Boston. gets in the paint, bro. Aaliyah Boston is a walking double-double. Aaliyah Boston. The, uh, the... Ooh, ooh. And she trained with Timmy? Awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's a wrap. Yeah. They call her a generational talent. Aaliyah Boston, Zaya Cook. It's, it's, it's crazy, bro. They they got they got bodies on bodies, bro. Don getting one. She getting one. Cause like you said, they got, and I think UConn and South Carolina. I think them and UConn. UConn's had a lot of adversity this year, so I feel like that's a dangerous team right now. But yeah, they are. South Carolina, one of them. See anyone beating South Carolina? Because South Carolina's hungry. They and crazy. They, know, they remember losing in the, in the final four last year. Yeah. That fluke miss. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie though. I I don't. It's gonna be tougher than win, but I'm. I'm on the Louisville bandwagon only because I remember I, I they always been they always fall short. And I remember the year if y'all remember when they had Asia Derrick, they were really good that year and they lost I, they lost that year and I was rooting for them to go to the cha- to the championship. But so you know they one of those teams where you like like Phoenix and in, in the NBA. It's one of those teams where you just like you you really want them to get a ring, but they probably not get enough. Who did Stanford beat last year? Was it Arizona? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember Adia Barnes. Everybody, she became popular because she um had like the daughter and or the her baby there, and then she it was a thing with her. So yeah, I remember. I that. Lie, though, y'all. Some of these girls basketball players be bad, man. Not like in terms of. I'm talking about looks bad, like in a good way. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. I was from Bama watching them games yesterday. I was ready to risk it all. I said, if I was at the game, look, hey, I look, I'd be the stay-at-home dad. You could be the breadwinner. <laughs> look, I, I cook. Boy, they're like 18, <laughs> bro. <laughs> all that. Yeah, what you, what you need? You now, that's kind of wild, though, though. Some of them. Yeah. It'd be some serious, you know, now that you can make NIL money. I'm kind of surprised. I don't, or I don't know personally if they have them or not. But like some of the some of the girls that be out there with the lashes on, like on court, I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. that's an NIL deal waiting to happen. Some kind of promotional sure. something. But most of their lash techs are like private owned small businesses, not like franchises. So it's hard to get an NIL deal from your. Well, maybe not NIL, but like, yeah, I'm sure. Like you said, you could, you know, show them some love. Like, hey, this is my yeah, client. You, I was about to say, yeah, I ain't getting no NIL deal from my best friend. Well, yeah, okay. Well, maybe to come in town and do my lashes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's but true. That's like or like the business is like on and popping. The breeze. Not to say that she's not popping, but like if that don't, if she don't have a storefront yet, I doubt she right. got money to give me an NIL deal. If we doing business transactions on Cash App, then yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Get a website, yeah. damn it. Build a website. Yeah. Then all they buy would be like CEO of. Jana's Lash Bar. Right. Is Jana's Lash Bar a restaurant? No, it's a floating lash bar. I come to you, uh, or you can come to my house. Is that an oyster bar? No, no, nigga, we do lashes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, some people really don't be knowing. It, it, it'd be funny, but yeah, you know, it. it we, we say all that to say that both of these final fours is going to be loaded, definitely loaded. But you know, I know you, Brenda. You mentioned you mentioned DMV. It's something about these East Coast teams, bro. Somebody, I remember somebody was on Twitter was talking about, bro. These West Coast teams get in the tournament and they get their heads busted in when they play against them boys from the South and the Northeast. And I'm like, look at who they recruiting, especially the ACC. There's a reason it's the best conference of basketball. Look at look at where Syracuse gets their talents from. Look at where Duke and Maryland. And 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 Notre Dame and all these Villanova especially like the man that hit that game winning buzzer beater in 2016. Where was he from? DC. <laughs> you know their star point guard who even though he just tore his ACL, he's from the DMV too. You know like and then on the girl side, UConn loves this area. You know Az Fudd, I mentioned her earlier. Goat, she a young goat in the making. You know like. It's crazy how they oh, like. Uh, speaking of UConn, Paige Weckers, is that how you pronounce it? Or is it Beckers. Beckers, it's just Beckers. The, Beckers. the U is silent. Okay, so Paige Beckers, Shorty was balling last night. They yeah. She only had four points and was two of six from the field at halftime and finished the game with 28 points. And <laughs> at one point was like eight of nine in her last shot. Like, I don't know if it's. Her last 15 shots. I don't know if it's just me. Women's college basketball is so much better than the men's. I was saying that yesterday. I forgot what I was talking to, but I was saying that too. It's like you get to like the final four. I like the women's tournament better than the men's. Yeah, like they, the it's more efficient. Like they they score more. You 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 can keep up with people because it's not one they're done. Everybody stays at least three years because the WNBA is too small to like just let people go out after one year. So, like, you, you get to know these people. Like, Paige is going to be there for at least another year. You know, because she's only a sophomore. Well, you know? Boston is only a junior. She still got her senior season. Well, she could. That's the thing. They can go out after their junior year. It's kind of like football for the men. Like, the women, you get three years, and then you're eligible for the WNBA versus going out as freshmen. So, she could technically go out if she wanted, but I doubt she will. Though. Especially if they don't win a championship. Oh, you they know. going to. I don't see nobody beating South Carolina. But, yeah, South Carolina got it. This might be the best team they had since when Asia Wilson was there. Their defense, South Carolina's defense is, um, is too good for Stanford's pass-efficient offense. And you notice, even though they beat Texas, Texas was giving them fits yesterday in terms of 
forcing them to score off the dribble and not be pass efficient. Yeah. That's how you beat Stanford. Make them pass. Stop. Make them hold the ball. Stop yeah. letting them pass the ball. Yeah. South Carolina's defense is well equipped enough to do that. They will lock you down, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. Texas was giving them fits, and at one point, Texas was winning that game too. And I feel like even UConn, they was on the ropes too. South Carolina State, if they coach wasn't like inept at time management, I think they probably would. Yesterday, yeah. No, their coach made the same mistake he made last year. Exactly. Why are you calling a timeout when you have when you don't even have the ball and now you can't advance because you don't have the timeout? And yeah. then you don't foul. Like, what were you thinking? Right. It's wild out here. But that's that. it cost him, and then he's going to have to live with it again. I think next year at NC State's year, though. I don't know who they beating, but they're going to be somebody next no. year. <laughs> we one bounce away from South Carolina being potentially three years in a row national champs. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Well, they haven't won since 2017, though, so. But wait, who won that championship? Oh, there was no national championship in 2018 because of COVID. Uh, Brent, that was but 2020, bro. Was, no, wait, I'm tripping. <laughs> COVID, COVID is 2020, bro. Notre Dame won the Natty. 2018, I think. So, 2018, I think, was Mississippi State because, remember, they hit that oh, crazy shot State. against UConn. Oh, yeah. And 2019 was... 2019 was. Yeah, I had that. One of them was 2019 had that been Notre Dame because I remember uh, on Google Wale hit that uh, hit hit two game winners in the corner though to be under to win that night. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look yeah. it up. I'm gonna look it up for you. I think UConn. Mhm. Um, let me see. And then 20. So look, look. I got. I pulled it up. I got it for y'all. So. 2017, Don Staley won it all. And that was after a three-year run by UConn from 2014 to 2016. So Don Staley snapped that streak. 2018 was the Arike Agumbawale shot in Notre Dame in 2018. 2019 was Baylor when they went 37-1. Kim Mulkey is the GOAT, bro. <laughs> Kim Mulkey is the GOAT. I don't care what nobody said. 2020, there wasn't one because of COVID. And then 2021 was Tara Vanderveer's first championship, I believe. But like... Sanford. Yeah, with Stanford, yeah. So, yeah. But she won one at 86 with, um... Good. I forgot. I forgot who, but they were talking about it last night. Yeah, she, she it was like the longest gap in, like, women's basketball history between winning championships. Yeah. They say she won one at 92 with Stanford, though. No. Paul Vanderbilt? What's her name? Yeah, yeah, she won in 92... With Stanford, and then she didn't win again until. Well, I'm saying she won her first national championship in 1986. I forgot oh, who she was coaching for that year. She was probably part but of Texas's staff because that's who won it in '86. You said who? Texas in '86. Yeah, she was coaching at Texas, and that they made history because I think they were the first. Full, like undefeated team to win an Addy. Yeah, they were 34 0. Completely undefeated and win the Natty. They were 34 0. And then I want to say Baylor broke that record in 2012 because they went 40 0 with Kim Mulkey, the GOAT. Fucking <laughs> GOAT. That, that team with Brittany Griner when she was just dunking off Nick, like, yo, that team was crazy. For, that was the best women, women's basketball team I've ever seen in my life, was that 40 0 team in 2012. That, that team was crazy. Uh, Brittany Griner. <laughs> Brittany Griner was on there. That was the team that beat Skylar Diggins when she was at Notre Dame. Beat their asses, too. That was a... I feel bad for Skylar. She could not get any of them. Yeah, it was just... That was a wild year, but... Look at the team she was facing. That's like... um, You know how they say Michael Jordan kept a lot of great players from winning rings? Shoot. That's that uh, Baylor team. Between UConn and, and Brittany Griner and all these schools, a lot of great women's basketball players ain't won no rings either. Right. Skyler didn't win one, but Arike did. <laughs> you know. And then there was that Mississippi, that Mississippi State team. I'm trying to think what year it was. 
Unless I'm tripping, I might have been. I might be thinking of South Carolina. Devin, I think you're thinking of baseball, bro. No, no, you know what it was. Mississippi State beat UConn in the Final Four, but not the championship. So it was that crazy what shot. Was that one year when Louisville upset UConn. That was in women's. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't. It was I, recent though, and it, and it was the, it was one of those years where it was before Louisville got to the level they're at now. Oh, they was like right, talking about. They was like right, right on the hump. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was 2018. They upset Notre Dame. No, it wasn't 2018 because Notre Dame. I mean, not Notre Dame. They upset UConn. Oh, I forgot if it was in like the Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Louisville played Notre Dame, or played UConn in 2013, but lost by like 33. They upset somebody to play UConn. And that was back in 2013. And then Mississippi State beat UConn in 2017 in the Final Four to play against Don Staley in South Carolina. And that's that's the year Asia Wilson won it all. So that that's what that was, and then Mississippi State made it again and lost to Muffet McGraw and Notre Dame. That's not fair, bro. Mississippi State ain't got no, can't catch a break. How you go from Don Staley to Muffet McGraw? That's what I'm saying. They professional when they're That's that's what we talking about. They like, the, they like the Buffalo Bills in the nineties, bro. Or like that Fab Five. They like the Fab Five. They the, they went to two straight championships and didn't win either one of them. Like Fayetteville professional runner ups in football and bowling. Right. Damn. You so know. They finally got over the hump in softball, volleyball, and basketball. Damn, Notre Dame professional runner ups too. Notre Dame. I remember that one year. I mean, I remember that one stretch of time. It was like UConn, Notre Dame, the national championship every year. Yeah, like, and the, but I'm saying, look at look at Notre Dame. 2011, they lose to A and M. 2012, they lose to Baylor. 2014 and 15, they lose to UConn. 28, 2019, they lose to Baylor. They finally win one in 2015 when they beat UConn. Or no, no, I'm wrong. They finally win one when they beat Mississippi State in 2018. She really the GOAT, bro. Her, Kim Mulkey, Don Staley, Gino, Vanderveer. <laughs> now now Mulkey's at LSU. They lost early. They lost in like the Sweet 16. So, But yeah, you know. See, women's college basketball. Watch it, people. It's entertaining. You're missing out. Same with women's college softball. They be getting, they be getting turned during the playoffs. You know. Who's the girl from Oklahoma that's like got the most home run in Division One softball history? Yeah, I did a show on her. Um, I what is her name? What is her name? Shoot, it is. It happens, bro. It happens. It happens. I'll be doing like shows. You know, no, no, Jocelyn, Brendan, her name's Jocelyn, Brent, her name's Jocelyn Allo. Where is she from? Hawaii. And she set the record in Hawaii. That was, that was why I put her on the show. You put her, like, she actually was on the show? No, I mean, um, like, the show that I did was about her. your boy Devin Ashby SKA play by play asking you to like and subscribe but also to spread the word about my new book PG versus MoCo a memoir of high school football in the shadow of the nation's capital the state of Maryland has produced some of the top names in college football and the NFL from private school sensations like Trayvon Diggs and Chase Young to the public schools that are responsible for Joe Hayden, Navarro Bowman, Sean Merriman, Trayvon Diggs and Jake Funk to name a few This book is a collection of interviews and personal accounts from journalists, coaches, fans, and former and current players from public schools in two of Maryland's most prominent counties, Prince George's and Montgomery, that aims to tell our story and raise awareness on what's brewing in the area we affectionately call the DMV. I would appreciate it if you all could support by purchasing a copy on Amazon and spreading the word to friends and family. Thank you all for your love and support. 
and be sure to like and subscribe. We've reached my favorite part of the show, big time plays of the day. We're dedicated to all the biggest highlights of the week. Really, ain't a whole lot happened this week if it wasn't in the NFL. NFL free agency, every day for like a two-week stretch, some crazy shit was going on. And the latest domino to fall happened in Kansas City. The dynasty is dead. Tyreek Hill has left the premises he threw up a big deuce sign on his way down to the Miami Dolphins. This is freaking ridiculous. This is insane. I don't know what is going on. Can somebody, you know that Chris Brock, that Chris Brown video? Can somebody please tell me what the fuck is going on? I'm reading headlines. I don't know everything. What the fuck? That's what this is. I don't understand it. I just. Year for Tua. You got all that speed on offense now. And they still have Devontae Parker. And Mike Jacecki. And they got Mike Jacecki. And they got a decent O-line. And now you got a first-year head coach running over it all. See, Stephen Ross, I don't know where the hell this was a couple years ago when Brian Flores was being paid a hundred thousand to tank, but we're gonna we're gonna move on from that. Could you imagine what Brian Flores could have done with Tyreek Hill? Not much, because two is a bum. But um Right. Tyreek Hill went from Tyreek Hill went from getting overthrown by Pat Mahomes, which I didn't think was possible, to he gonna be pouting a lot, bro. I, I can see it now. This is gonna be one Y'all of the seen the Madden jump when it said when Tyreek Hill wide open downfield and Tua underthrows it and it gets intercepted by the safety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we go. I mean, bro, like Tua, bro. They build it. They're building him an O line too because they signed to Ron Armstead, Armstead to protect his blind side. Well, he's left-handed, so protect his front side. Um, so you running out of excuses, bro. And I don't think he him. Actually, this is why I got y'all on here. I got a theory for y'all because um, a friend of mine, Xavier, we were talking earlier this week and. He really and he's he's um he works down in Tampa Bay. He works for the news down there. But that the point is he has a theory that he thinks that Lamar Jackson, who is a native of South Florida, a native of Miami, is all of this is setting up for him to become the starting quarterback for the Dolphins in twenty twenty three when he's a free agent. And I asked what y'all think. The Ravens are working on a contract extension with him as we speak. I mean, and this was the points he was making. Um, Part of it is the fact that it hasn't already been signed is kind of concerning. The fact that you look at the rest of the AFC, you look at the Browns now. You look at your own division first. You have Deshaun Watson, who just got there. You have Joe Burrow, who leapfrogged you last year to get to the Super Bowl. And you have the Steelers. Um, and then, so, you know, that. that Then you look at the AFC West might be the best division in football. If the Chiefs weren't crazy enough with their four AFC championships, now you got Russell Wilson in Denver, and the Chargers are just putting together a death squad over there. So it's like that. Matt Ryan is in, got traded to the Colts now, which say what you want about him, but like. And let's not forget the Raiders. The Raiders, you know, are crazy. It's, it's just, it's only getting, the, the division around you is only getting crazier, and the conference as a whole has gotten, and then of course Buffalo, who was about 13 seconds and two timeouts away from being in the AFC Championship game, you know. Speaking of that, bro. Yeah. This new overtime rule. It's stupid. It's so soft, bro. It's soft as hell. Why it's, can't we look at the philosophy that football started with. Offense sells tickets. Offense is meant to be flashy. But when it comes down to it, if you want to win a championship, championships are won on defense. And the Rams Buffalo proved it. Bills <laughs> had the number one defense in the entire NFL last year in every major category. And you mean to tell me they couldn't get a stop? They couldn't get two stops. Two stops. You telling me I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn if you had three timeouts. I don't give a damn if you had 10 timeouts. There is no reason anybody should walk down the field in 13 seconds. 
against the number one defense in football. The Bengals got to stop. Yeah, the Bengals got to stop, and their defense was good. Their defense locked good. Mahomes up in the second half. They locked Mahomes up in the second half. Exactly. The Bengals got to stop. You know, and then... In, in, Yep. You know, moment got too big. No, 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 no. I didn't like that matchup for them. I, I, I think that O line would have gotten eight and alive by Bosa and Armstead and, and Fred Warner and all them boys. I think they would have got eaten alive. Yeah, now it would have been a low-scoring game because it was too good defense. That would have been a really nasty Super Bowl. Super Bowl currently was, but. Rams weren't supposed to be in the Super Bowl. They sure weren't. But Jaquaz guitar, moment got too big, not really an athlete. He pissed down his legs, and he's just juggling balls like Davis's mom. You know? Like, juggling balls like Davis's mom. It's just, it's just, like, you know? It's just. Right. You know? Maybe you should have stayed on your front. She should have taught you how to do that fingertip move, you know? Grip them balls, <laughs> you know. But but it's crazy. Not gonna lie, I am not a fan of the overtime rule. And granted, they said it's only gonna be in the playoffs, but it just shows you that all the NFL cares about is ratings and getting more and more offense friendly. But who would have thought thirteen seconds of football would have changed the entire NFL as we know it? You know that Bills. That Bills Chiefs game changed the course of the NFL entirely. Everybody is saying screw them picks. Everybody, the quarterback position was already prioritized, but even more so now than ever with the Deshaun Watson trade we see in Cleveland. And then now this new overtime rule, which only is for the playoffs, by the way. It doesn't matter in the regular season. I know. That's why I, I don't have too much of a problem with that. The playoffs is when it matters the most. Right. Which is when you should really rely on your defense. Like the Bengals and did. And we out here changing rules. And the Rams the did. The Bengals didn't need a rule change. Exactly. The Rams didn't either. <laughs> Rams ate that ass up in the Super Bowl. Pause. But, you know. This is all crazy. But we moved from there. And speaking of bending of rules, the Brooklyn Nets, you know. Um. Finally, after months-long anticipation, the New York vaccine mandate was finally lifted. And all I got to say is, game on now. No more excuses. That's all I got to say with that. Uh, I'm not going to lie to y'all. I still... Nope, never mind. You right. Game on. <laughs> Ain't no more excuses, bro. But I still think they're going to beat Philly. I just... I just want to see, and I think they they have a good chance to beat Milwaukee too. Oh yeah, both both of those teams. Yeah, I mean Milwaukee's just not the same team as they were a year ago. That defense is putrid. Um, Philly, I don't trust James Harden in the playoffs. I don't give a damn what he was doing in the regular season. I don't trust Doc Rivers in the playoffs. And Doc Other Rivers either. The one championship game that the one championship he won with the Celtics. What has he done in his career? Exactly. You know, he's had the most. Uh, collapses in playoff history. He's had the he blew. I think he's had the most blown three one leads. Um, <laughs> like he all horrible. Just horrible. <laughs> this is a sham. We've been bamboozled. We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled. We will have a conversation when they lose again this year. <laughs> we, you know, because people weren't ready to have it last year. People weren't ready to have it last year. They weren't ready to have it when the Clippers blew it to the Nuggets. We're going to have it this year. When when you have Harden and Embiid just wasting his prime away in Philly. It's going to be hilarious when Embiid pulls a Ben Simmons and forces his way out. That's going to be the funniest day on this app, on the internet. When that day eventually comes. No, out of Philadelphia. If Harden forces his way out of Philadelphia, it's going to be the funniest. Bag yeah, and you know him. He he ain't scared to troll people. So he gonna be trolling Philly fans and trolling people, making fun of him. You gonna you can't out troll a troll, bro. <laughs> it's like 
and B gonna be laughing right with you, kind of like Chris Rock was when he got his ass whooped on stage. Um, so, <laughs> so like you know, but I say all that to say, bro. I still don't think Brooklyn winning one this year. I got Phoenix winning it all, regardless of who they play out the East. I got Phoenix winning it all. Like they just not being stopped this year. I don't think. Like Devin Booker tired of the disrespect. He tired of people playing with his name. They should have won one last year, probably, but you know. They couldn't win a game at home, and Devin Booker got his lunch money taken like Davis's mom on a date. And yeah, so I think Phoenix wins it all this year, regardless of who they play. But it's still Brooklyn still ain't out the water yet, though, because you know, like if they have to play Toronto in a play-in game in Toronto, they still have that vaccine rule in effect. So like Kyrie still can't play them. They kind of now. I like going to the West. You said who? We were stuck in it. What did you say? Overplayed their hand. I think Brooklyn overplayed their hand at the eight seed. If they can get the seven, they got a chance. But it's just like think about who they'll have to play. Like that'll be a hard path to go. They'll have to be. They'll have to be either three or by the end of the first round. And in the second round, they're going to have to beat Eagles. No. But y'all know the Celtics are number one in the East right now. No, they dropped back down to four after one loss. Yeah. <laughs> Who they lose to and how they dropped that four? Because they lost to Toronto and the four, the four top seeds in the East are all separated by like half a game. Football in a way where divisions matter. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. So if you, if, uh, what's the name? Boston and Miami. No, Boston, Boston and Boston and, Philly are in the same division. Boston, Philly, and Toronto are all in the same division. Yeah. So whoever's the leader of that division is going to be is going to pretty much flip flop from four to a top two. Yeah. And it's and they lost to Toronto after being up by twenty. <laughs> so. On the road, so you know, so they drop back down to four. But the the East is not the cakewalk it used to be, you know. There, and that's proof of it. Like even Miami, which nobody's talking about, but I, I don't trust them either. It's just it's really wide open for real. It's really wide open for real. Like however you look at it. Yeah, it is. Cause if Brooklyn, if Brooklyn goes to the finals. And on all fixed too. Realized it. They kept switching so that they could purposely get Steph on Kyrie. He could say that was injury, all he wanted. He was a liability on defense. And year. and when they suspended Draymond and brought the momentum back, if he had a monkey wrench and some blind. Right. I couldn't either, but good. Right. Right. Good point. This is crazy. <laughs> but y'all know the real reason that the mandate got lifted, right? It's for the Yankees. Because, because as soon as Aaron Judge started dodging vaccine questions, Eric Adams said, "Oh, we gotta, we we gotta stop this. We can't have this." You know, Eric. You know, Steinbrenner. More concerned about destroying homeless encampments than he is vaccine. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, definitely destroying homeless encampments and overfunding police. You know, and underfunding <laughs> education and letting landlords get away with murder and all that stuff. But anyway, um. You know that, but Steinbrenner. As soon as he saw vac- he saw that conference with Aaron Judge and Dodger vaccines questions, and he immediately took his people to Eric Adams' office and said, "If you don't lift this mandate, we will not fund your reelection campaign." And that mandate came up. <laughs> you, know? you work for us, the good old boy. And the Mets too, because the Mets might have a more 
higher ceiling this year than the Yankees. You know. The Mets. I was just talking to my grandfather about this. The Mets are a scary team this year. Yeah. They have pitching now. Well, they've always had pitching. But I'm saying they have depth at pitching. Yeah. And they have talent. Yeah. They I'm got like, Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer. Yep. You know, and like, you you got Lindor. This is like you got scary. Yeah. You, and the Philly. I was just bro, like, how does all of this talent keep ending up around the NL East. I'm like, bro, Kyle Schwarber is in Philadelphia now. Why? <laughs> Max Scherzer in the New York. Phillies, Why? The downfall for the Phillies this year is going to be that they're trash. They don't have no pitching. Yep. They played the Yankees yesterday and lost 14 to 8. They you know. have all the ace and power hitters and home run hitters in the world, but if you don't have no pitching, ask the 2019 Astros. About that, and they had pitching. <laughs> they had one good pitch. No, they had two good pitchers. Right, so they did have pitching. And they got eight in the line. Their bullpen had no depth. Well, they actually had three good pitchers because Granky was crazy too. But they all got eight up. All of them. Yeah, you know. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you now. If Philadelphia finally makes the playoffs, you know. They not beating nobody. They not nobody. Ain't nobody beating that Dodgers death lineup. First of all, <laughs> um, you know, and then secondly, yeah, they not getting out their own. They own division. You got the Mets and everything they got going on. Miami got some decent pitching, and Washington has a broken neck Strasburg. And then you know, yeah. So you know, your own division is known for pitching, and you know that's what that is. But the point is, you know, that happens now. Just like the Phillies are about to play themselves again, we are going to move on to a segment I like to call You Played Yourself. And much like the Phillies, it's dedicated to other people that should have sat down and ate their food. And I don't think anybody is as tired of the University of Gonzaga as this man right here. I am sick and tired of that. I am never picking them again in life with anything. I don't know why I thought this was the year. They say this is the year every year. And what happens every year? I'm so... Mark Few. I'm not even going to lie to y'all, though. I think it's time for them to join the Pac-12, at least in basketball. Yep. Yep. You can't be in a mid-major division and think that you're going to face talent that's going to prepare you for the NCAA tournament. I told you, they, they get up against them East Coast boys and be getting their hearts beat in. You know, and them, south, and them boys from the South. Texas ran through them last year, tossed their salad. And then this year, <laughs> this year, this year, Arkansas beat that ass. You know, it was Texas Tech a few years ago. It was Duke before that. Like, how many times is this going to happen before they say enough is enough? Listen, guys. Listen. Gonzaga, they're not built to win in the tournament. Now, last year, last year, that team, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was very good last year. Yep. But all the other years, it's like, it's like in the longest yard when they was like, we gotta get some brothers. Like, they don't have enough. They don't have enough athletes on their team. Right, all like, they like got. They're them out the gym last year. Yep. They just don't got, they just don't, they never really had. And when they were going to see one year, Florida State beat them. And then they went to the national championship against us in 2017, I think, and lost to North Carolina. Yep. So. They just ain't got enough. They ain't got enough brothers on the team. They, they ain't got athletes in the, in the front court at least. Like eventually, y'all are gonna get tired of rolling out Uncle Rico and Chet Holmgren. You know, Fu yeah. Manchu Timmy. You know, and he's probably gonna come back next year and thinking, oh, unfinished business. Well, it's still gonna be unfinished next year. You know, so uh, I'm just I'm done with Gonzaga. They they need some brothers. You know, look at what happened when you finally got Jalen Suggs in the building. I mean, the same result as the years before, but still, look at what happened. <laughs> look what, what could have happened. What could have been, you know? They, yeah, they don't have no brothers in the front court. They, got, they get brothers that they get good guards. Like, they don't have a, they have a great back court. Mm-hmm. But in their front court, it's all not brothers. Like, I don't think who y'all thought y'all was thinking Chet Holmgren with his wiry, thin, nightmare before Christmas looking ass was going to, like, <laughs> go up against them boys in Arkansas that's cornbread fed and think he was going to do something. <laughs> like, no. Mm-mm. You know? Yeah, man. Like, 
I, I just I don't get it. And y'all think just because y'all beat St. Mary's ass three times a year that we supposed to be like, oh, this team is somebody to beat. No, no, no. Yeah. And even throughout the tournament, like Memphis almost whooped that ass early on. You know, uh, the I forgot who it was they played before Arkansas that gave them some bur- some burn. You know, like th- this is. Oh, it was Memphis. Never mind. And yeah, it was Memphis almost beat that ass. You know, and they they're another one. They got nothing but brothers. Ain't no white people in Memphis. <laughs> you know, so it's like oh. you, eventually all the other people knew it. One and done. Stop recruiting four-year players. And we know what we mean about it. No, I'm joking. I'm kidding. But like the four-year players that y'all. You need a couple. You can get a couple one and done. But as you can see with Kentucky, one and done doesn't go away. You know, chips. Right. Yeah, that's true. Stop recruiting the West Coast. Come to DC. Bro, all one and done care about is just getting exposure and going to the NBA. Yeah, but come to DC. Come to New York. Come to Philly, and get you some real ballers. Stop rolling. With dudes from Idaho and Montana. It ain't getting you nowhere. You know, no disrespect to Idaho and Montana. I'm sure y'all are great states over there in the plains and shit. But stop it. You know? You know? But anyway, speaking of stop it, the NFC has to get it together as a conference. Why is all the talent at the quarterback position in the AFC side? What is it? What am I not seeing? Besides Dak and Kyler, because those the jury's still out for Kyler, and Dak is who Dak is. The AFC got everybody. And they keep adding people because now you got Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson. The NFC got to put up a fight, <laughs> bro. Stand up. And they're both old. Tom Brady's gone after next year. I don't think he's coming back another year after next year. He won an argument with his wife away from doing the same thing he did this year. Right, and Aaron Rodgers too worried about the difference between immunization and vaccines for him to actually really be like seriously, you know, you know, he gets an NFC championship and then all hell just fall apart, you know. So I it just like the NFC got Carson Wentz though and Kirk Oh God. <laughs> like where is the ta- like we we hope that Justin Fields and Trey Lance will be those dudes. I don't have faith in the Chicago Bears as an organization, staff record, and as a motherfucking crew. I don't have faith in them at all. I have more faith in the Niners because they actually seem to know what they're doing over there. So I think Trey Lance will be fine. Justin Fields, I'm scared for. But where is the talent in the NFC, especially at the quarterback position? This this conference has always been defensive-oriented for years, but they don't even have that to hang their hats on no more. Like, we gotta put respect on Stafford though, because he didn't want And Stafford too, Stafford, yeah. Gotta show love to Stafford. But we need some young guns, bro. Like all the young guns, you got Lamar, Watson, Mahomes, Allen. That is true. All of them are in the AFC. Like what is going on? You know, like it's crazy to me that the NFC ain't have putting up no type of fight, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. They they all figured out. Not lately. Well, even Tom Brady. I mean, they held Kansas City to nine points last year. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like you yeah. can argue them too. They just had Tom Brady, so like people kind of overlooked it, but. Yeah, they, they've always had defenses, though. So, maybe they'll keep running that, you know. And Dak and Kyler are good. I'm not going to, like, act like they're bums. But they, I just I don't know if we can honestly put either one of them in the same class as those other guys. I don't. Sadly. You I'm know. a guy, and the Kyler guys, so I try to talk about them. Like, yeah. Realistically, no. Yeah. And you're talking about black <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, so you know, and then even the next generation of Herbert and Burrow, you know, well, they're part of the current next generation, I guess. But like, yeah, so, but we'll see. NFC got you know. The good thing is that the Falcons will probably end up getting Bryce Young, and if the Texans don't, and uh, or the Lions. <laughs> 
you know, and then CJ Stroud is out there. He's probably going to get drafted by somebody next year. So you have those two. And then two years from that, Caleb Williams comes out. So that, that, that'll be the year. That, that year going to be crazy when he comes out. Y'all notice something though? College football is like the only sport where when the season is over, we don't talk about it. Yeah, that's true. Like I noticed that. Like NFL is NFL is year round. Like in terms of whether it's ESPN or just any of the networks, NFL talk is year round. We talk about basketball a little bit, but college football and to a lesser extent college basketball, we don't hear about them when the season's over. That's true. Yeah, and then even that we don't really talk about. It. Like it's it just until the season starts, we just don't. Like and NFL draft, like we, we don't talk about like and it's cool because it makes it even better when they do come back around. But I just I just noticed that it's just really interesting to me, you know. But to move on, we got some more more positivity to spread in the world because that's why we're here. We're here to entertain, right? Well played, but dedicated to the best stories we saw this week, and we obviously mentioned St. Peter's. And the historic run that they had, you know, first 15 seed to make an Elite Eight. And now their coach, Shaheen Holloway, has been rewarded for his work. As I called it in one of my other group chats, he is now the new head coach at Seton Hall. His alma mater. His alma mater, which in 2001, they had a nice little run when he was there. Seton Hall what? Yeah, which I'm upset that the way things played out because looking back at it, I wish Maryland would have waited it out because I feel like I feel like Shaheen Holloway could have done some things at Maryland. Like if, if they would have tried to hire him, I would have wanted to see that. It's been a while since we had a black coach, and he can recruit this area and he can recruit New York and Philly. So it would have been cool to see. But you know, get his alma mater, get some work in. You know, I got a theory that, you know, he's eventually going to be the head. He's going to do well at Seton Hall, I think. And then when Bayheim leaves Syracuse because it's coming, I think that he'll end up being Syracuse's next coach after Bayheim leaves. Bro, that, that is crazy. I that. Two, three, it will be, be a godsend because I'm so sick of watching it. Shit is disgusting. Especially in tournament time. It is nasty. <laughs> we can't, we can't too, too the only reason why it works is because they, he always recruits people that's like 6'7 seven with 7'2 seven, wingspan. That stay all five years. Exactly. So it kind of, they yeah. all got good chemistry and they do a great job of contesting shots. You know, and, they, and he got people like his sons that punch people in the stomach and shit. You know, so they, right. they're, they're built for that zone. Cool. Yeah. And the other thing is also because 18-year-olds are horrible at shooting. They think they're volume shooters, and they're not. You know, so that's the other part of it. And, you know, in the ACC, where everybody stays all four years, unless you go to Duke, you know, like, and even at Duke, it's only recently that they started doing that. So, you know. That's why Duke's scary this year. They got a lot of guns. They said this Coach K's youngest team ever. Uh, and he's his oldest, and he's the oldest coach. It's like the really contrasting styles. Which is the irony. Yeah. Oldest coach bringing the youngest team to the, yeah, it's just, you know. You know, Paolo ain't him, though. I don't, th- I don't care what nobody say. He ain't him. <clears throat> I mean, he, he start, he, he's starting to be him, but he, he wasn't him for like a while. <laughs> you know. But, you know, moving on, because this is supposed to be a positive time. Uh... Some more good news this week. Um, the Kobe Bryant estate has reached a deal with Nike to continue making Kobe shoes, which okay. was kind of scary because I remember at one point we saw like the contract ran out and everybody was wondering what was next. Now we know that yeah. they're going to keep making shoes. So shout out to Vanessa Bryant and the whole family, obviously. Kobe, well, yeah, definitely shout out to him, but I do know that. He was saying that they wasn't promoting his brand enough, so he was trying to branch out and do his own thing at one point. But glad to see they worked out something else. But you know, Nike kind of got a chokehold on the athletic apparel in the shoe game right now. So yeah, they're under. Don't let that happen. 
Yeah, but, them, them and Under Armour. Because, you know, Under Armour didn't brought the whole... Nike, trust me. Yeah. Nike. But you know, Under Armour didn't make dad shoes popular now because you know Drake and Steph Curry selling the uh minivan threes now and shit, so making it popular. Like, you know. That's why Steph's crossover appeal is so crazy, because he made it cool for white kids. Yeah. You know. But lastly, we gonna wrap this up with a final question that we kind of started the show with. It went off the rails a little bit, but I gotta ask y'all, who is winning it all in the men's final four first? I pick Kansas to win it all, so I'm gonna stick with who I pick Kansas. I'm gonna stick with who I picked to do. Yeah, you picked Duke over North, over your own North Carolina Tar Heels, bro. Oh, they said they coach K out on his farewell tour. They wrote a storybook ended for him. Damn, bro. You, you giving up on Carolina that fast, man? They made it this far. They have come this far, not to come this far. You're going to give up on them. I'm going to be rooting for my guys, but hey, we don't want to talk to you. I want to be right. So I'm going to do it. Can't what that's cool because I'm going with you, too. So it, it doesn't I, matter. What yeah. I think a lot of people are missing imagine if North Carolina played all season the way they played in the tournament. Imagine if they played in the tournament. I think they did. <laughs> like, that was no. the thing. No, they did not. At the end of the year, they did. When they made great end to the season, yeah. But Caleb Love wasn't shooting the ball that well. Um, RJ Davis wasn't shooting the ball that well. They've come along and they're playing great together. Defensively, my fault. Defensively, we weren't as good either. We were. We're doing a great job of communicating, closing out on shooters, and grabbing rebounds, pushing the ball in transition. Like we're just playing much better basketball right now. Right, and Armando Big Cut, crazy. Yeah, you know, I got Duke. You know, I hate to pick Duke in anything, but I have Duke with that story beginning as well. Now, if Hubert Davis wins, he will be a legend. <laughs> that's that's all I'm gonna say. If he wins, but I got Duke winning at least. Yeah, I got Duke winning it all. On the men's side. Now we flip over to the women's side because you know we gotta show the women some love. We love we love the girls over here. Mm-hmm. Who is winning it all in the women's final four? South Carolina. South Carolina. I was about to say we got Duke. Not we don't have Duke. Fuck Duke. We we have South Carolina, UConn, Stanford, and Louisville. You say you say South Carolina, Carla. Who you got? Oh, I got UConn. I, they playing great, right? UConn's playing great that morning. Now they close the season, but I got UConn. Yeah, I. Don't come out. Don't come out. Don't come out. <laughs> I, you know, if UConn ain't lose that that center that they just lost, they they lost the body. Like it was a big gruesome injury, and she went down. Whatever. Well, even without that. I got South Carolina. Don Staley has got it this year, bro. You got You know, they had them two shocking losses earlier in the season to Kentucky and to Missouri. Like, especially the Kentucky game. That was crazy. You know, shout out to black women coaches. But South Carolina locked in now. You know, I, they, they just got it. They got it. They different. Now, I think they're going to end up playing UConn, and that's going to be winning all-time classic when them two play. The streets need... A Geno and Don Staley championship. Streets needed. <laughs> you know, all respect to Tara Vanderveer and the defending champs, but Streets need UConn and South Carolina. That is what I think we was going to get from the get-go, especially when they played each other earlier this year and then they canceled a second time when they were supposed to play each other. Streets needed, and we're going to get it. And I can't wait. Yep. But... We have reached the end of another great show. Shout out to y'all for coming on board. Why are you close? I just, well, I, it's just been in my head. Right. I can't let go of that. Lamar Jackson to Miami? No way. It's no way. <laughs> Baltimore is going to sign him. But it's no way that he goes to Miami only because he's not a quarterback. No disrespect to Lamar, but he's not a quarterback that you can just jump and like fit him in and say, oh, okay, let's go get Lamar and just fit him in the system. You better build your team around Miami. They don't really have a team for Lamar. I think they do. That's that 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 is a track star offense that they got with Waddle, Hill, and Jacecki. Okay. Know. 
that are all locked in. Long, they're all locked in long term. And then the only thing really that defense, I don't know what they are yet. They got a couple pieces here and there, like Xavier Howard and Emmanuel Agba and some other pieces. But the defense is still kind of like I don't know. It depends on who you ask. But that offense, at least right now, it seems to be tailor made. Now we're gonna see what that coach is. We're gonna see what. And that's the part that we're wondering. No, but that's the thing. You you fit him in that offense, and you know Mike McDaniel comes from that Mike Shanahan coaching tree, so you know he's gonna prioritize running the football. I think okay. they I think they draft somebody, and of course they're gonna keep building that O line because they didn't they get I don't know Lyle Collins went to Cincinnati. Never mind. They got Terrell Armstead on one side. They just gotta keep building the rest of the line, bro. Yeah, yeah, they got uh, Lamary Tuscan. I mean, no, they don't. I'm sorry, never mind. He got. <laughs> he said. Yeah, they they got to get the running backs and pieces. I don't necessarily think it's gonna happen, but I wouldn't say never. Apparently, because especially the way this NFL offseason went, I would not be shocked if it happened again next year. Especially if all the movement around next, and then plus Baltimore, bro, like Greg Roman and 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 that. Prehistoric Colin Kaepernick offense he's been running for the last ten yeah. years with no real innovation to it. It's just like, bro, the the fact that they're 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 top, they don't really have a true number one yet because we don't know what Rashad Bateman is yet, and then all the other options they tried haven't worked out. It's so just they're true number one, Mark Andrews, but and Mark Andrews, yeah. So I mean, shout out to Mark Andrews. Though. I I think he stays in Baltimore. I think he needs to be in Baltimore. Baltimore is good for him. He's good for Baltimore. They need a new offensive coordinator, though. I need to, I know that much. Yeah, they got to go away from them. It's fine to do all of, all of like, the college triple option and stuff, but they got to kind of go. They got to slowly do what the Chiefs are doing is, and get away from the RPO so much. Because, mm-hmm. hey, you're going to have to, in the playoffs, you're going to have to be step back and throw it. Like, at the end of the day. Yeah. And we saw with RG3 and Michael Vick, that if you keep running a quarterback too much, you are going to break him. Yeah. You know, so they can't do that. But. And Lamar got an arm. Yeah, and Lamar does have an arm. They just haven't unleashed it as much as they would like to. So we, we will see that, though. But now we are going to wrap this thing up. You know, thank you guys for, for being on here last minute. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. But this has been the it's play. This has been. The play by play analysis podcast. Devin Ashby SK play by play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. And we gotta get up out of here. I'ma see y'all when I see y'all. Deuces.